from Madison, Wisconsin, World Dairy Expo presents The Dairy Show, the digital meeting place of the global dairy industry, where we sit down to talk cows, cutting edge technology, and the colored shavings. Welcome to The Dairy Show. I am your host, Lisa Benke. Since it started in 1967, World Dairy Expo has been referred to as where the global dairy industry meets. Today's guests are the epitome of international relations. She hails from the state of Delaware, and he is originally from Scotland. On this special Valentine's Day episode of The Dairy Show, we're going to visit with Logan and Jack Cliff, whose love story started on the colored shavings. Keep listening to hear what's happened in the decade since they met. Ladies first, Logan, could you tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got your start in the dairy industry, and tell us about your family's dairy roots? I grew up in Middletown, Delaware, just a small town in Delaware. Uh, my mom grew up on a registered Holstein farm, and my dad was in 4-H and FFA. His grandfather actually had Guernseys, so he got started showing through 4-H. And growing up, I remember being at my mom's parents' farm a lot and going to the Delaware State Fair. And at five, I wanted to show, so they bought me my first Guernsey. And since then I had the itch and it started and they took me to every local show in Maryland, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, every state show, the All-American Dairy Show, Louisville. We traveled and I was in through 4-H and then the love of Guernseys stuck and it continues. And that's a story that we're going to circle back to in a minute. But our other guest today is Logan's husband, Jack. Jack, tell us about your early years in the dairy industry. And you have to explain when and how your family moved to the United States from Scotland. So my stepdad was a fitter and started dragging me around to shows when I was probably five. And then a couple of local farmers from Scotland had kind of given me some calves to show and then just kind of transpired from there. I was fortunate my stepdad, he'd, he'd drag me everywhere. Anywhere uh, anywhere I could get the time off of school and anywhere I wanted to go, he'd pretty much take me. So, and then uh, when I was 11, we moved to Wisconsin and they milked cows for a few years up in Shawano. And then unfortunately it didn't work out as well as they'd hoped. So they actually ended up going back to Scotland in 2010. And then uh, I bounced around back and forth, getting some visa stuff figured out from 2010 till 2013, 14. And then would come over in the summertime as many days as I could get on a visa would allow, go to a lot of state fairs and try to stay through through Madison. And sometimes the days that line up, I could I could stay through Louisville, too. And then I'd go back to I'd go back to Scotland for the winter and the spring and did some work on some farms over there. Went to a few shows over there, too. And then. I uh, really got serious about coming back over all the time when Logan and I met. Jack, tell us about that, about the shows in Scotland and how they compared to the shows here. Is the the fitting and preparation of the cattle much the same, or, or do you notice subtle differences? There's subtle differences just with some of the rules about teat setting and things like that. But for most part, the clipping and the and the preparation, the, the general idea of getting them clipped off and full of milk and full bellies and shiny is very much the same. I guess the, the biggest difference would be the the teat setting rules and sealing rules that 
or sanction the UK as opposed to what we have over here in the US. You said your stepdad was a fitter, but was your family actively engaged in, in, in a dairy operation? Were they milking in Scotland as well? No, they did when my stepdad was young. My mom didn't come from a dairy background at all until she until she married my stepdad. When they met, my stepdad was a full-time fitter. And you're both from Logan from Delaware, you from Scotland via Shawano, Wisconsin. You met one day. Can you tell me about that? When did you two catch each other's eye? We officially met 2013 at World Dairy Expo. I was helping Naps and he was helping Spud and he came over and actually helped for the Guernsey show. We didn't really say much to each other then. It was more of a, this is Jack, this is Logan, kind of Austin introducing us. And that was it. It wasn't until Louisville that year, I tied in one of my cows in with naps and he was fitting that we actually started talking and we swapped numbers and continued to talk after that. (laughs) And it just went on from there. <laughs> you are both actively engaged in the dairy industry. Let's let's talk about that. What are your current roles in the dairy industry? Currently, I am working at a store called Ada Dairy Supply, 15 minutes away from here in Loganville. I am the parts manager. I order all the parts for parlors, robots, rotaries, feed pushers, anything that associates with either robotic or parlors. I order all the parts for, for the guys there. And then I still go to some shows on occasion. They're nice enough to let me offer whatever shows I would like to go to. So pretty much I go to Madison, been to a couple district shows with Mark and Nikki Reith and been to state show a few times. And Jack, how about you? You do a lot of traveling. I'm still a full-time fitter. Go wherever the wind takes you kind of thing. Go to probably still do 20 shows a year and Depending on the year, eight, 10 sales, still do a bunch of barn clipping. Yeah, just on the road pretty much all the time. You've been married for more than 10 years, but you've probably seen each other for one year out of that time. Is that what you would estimate? Yeah, it's, it's got to be pretty close to that. Yeah. yeah. Let's go back to Louisville. You guys are, are kind of sort of working with each other at World Dairy Expo, so you made acquaintance. But now you're getting to know each other. And I guess I'm curious. Well, I know you guys both love good dairy cattle. And you know what attributes or traits are desirable in a, a dairy cow that you would wish to purchase and work with? Logan, what are the traits that you were looking for in in the person that you wanted to spend the rest of your life with? And how did Jack stack up to that expectation? I think I wanted somebody that was going to support my love of, first off, the Guernseys. I know not everybody supports that breed, but that was one of the biggest things. But also somebody that was going to support me still being able to show. I still have a couple of my own animals. So that was a big thing. I think... When him and I started talking at Louisville, we had common interest of staying in the show world. And so it was nice to actually have a conversation with somebody that involved gals and also involved our lives and how it all tied together. And Jack, how did you know that that Logan was the one? Like Logan said, the common interest has a lot to do with it. And I guess when you're in this industry, your life kind of revolves around it and someone that someone that understands it and someone that knows what you're doing, going through the motions. And a big thing for me was Logan accepted that I was going to be gone a lot being a fitter and was still happy to, to stick it out with me. And you can, you can always talk about what's going on. You know, it's, well, sorry, it's show day. Like I'm not going to have a lot of time to talk to you today and sorry, we're doing chores. Can I call you back in an hour? That sort of thing. It's, it's amazing to have someone that, that truly understands what's going on in the day-to-day motion when you're, when you're not 
not home. I marvel at how interwoven your friendships are. You shared a common friend base before the two of you came together, it seems. And there's something to be said for that too. So I guess my next question for you too is, is who have been your biggest supporters, friends and mentors through your relationship? I guess my biggest supporter has always been my parents. They've always been there for everything. Even though they still live in Delaware, they're they're always proud of everything that Jack and I have done and accomplished. Um, my grandfather was also a big part. My dad's father, unfortunately, he passed away. He was he was the key of me getting into the Guernseys, and that was a really big push for me to keep on going. Another mentor was actually Richard Green. I grew up 15 minutes from him. He was my mom's FFA teacher, and. If it wasn't for him, I don't think I ever would have went back to World Dairy Expo. He got me my first ride in 07 there, and it turned out great. How old were you? 13. I went out there with a Guernsey heifer, and she was junior champion of the junior show, reserve of the open show. And Richard was more than happy for me to have that chance. And I remember it's it's kind of funny. We talk about strings and everything. I asked him how much I owed him at the end of the week, and he said a case of Diet Coke. And <laughs> and it was it was him and Joel Phoenix was his main fitter back in those days that helped me continue on doing what I loved and what I wanted to do, and that was continue showing and being in the dairy industry. Spud and Tammy helped me out when I first met Jack and got married to him, let me go to a lot of shows with them. And then recently, Mark and Nikki Reith have been a big involvement as well with us helping them at shows. And Kevin and Heidi Andrus house our animals for us. So they're, they're a big part in all of this. How old were you, Jack, your first trip to World Dairy Expo at Madison? I think I'm pretty sure the first time I ever went was in 07 too. And I'd have been 12. It's in your blood now. It's in your blood. Yeah, you're, you're pretty much glued to it now. <laughs> so you too have met people and networked in this industry. If you were to answer that question, Jack, who have been your biggest supporters, friends, and mentors up to this point in your career in the dairy industry? I think my biggest supporter has definitely been Logan. Um, like I said, just be, just being gone so much and, and Logan accepts that and encourages me to keep going. And so lucky in this industry to to meet so many wonderful people and spend so much time with them, you know, at, at their, at their shows and all around the country. But I would say Spud and Tammy were a huge help to us when we were, when we were young and really getting started. And I spent a lot of time with Jamie Judd when I was younger, learning a lot from him. Shane Nodolf helped us a bunch then. And more recently, we've been fortunate enough to help Mark and Nikki, Reese, Dale and Deanna Bendig. I helped them pretty much everywhere. And then the, the knowledge they have and the success they've had at World Dairy Expo is just incredible. And it's amazing to even just to listen to stories from them guys <laughs> of all the all the time they've spent there, all the success they've had and the, the amazing things they've been able to accomplish. And to learn from that is is a great experience. You two are writing your own stories now, too. But before we tell some of those highlight real stories. What's the best advice you're, I mean, you, you, you trust and you respect, you know, the people whose opinions you respect. These people that have mentored you, can you point to something specific, Logan, that someone said to you or, or advised you to do that, that helped you in your career the most? Honestly, it was Richard Green. I remember going up there one day and I used to go up maybe once a week just to talk to him. And he told me, don't give up on what you want to do. If you want to keep showing and you want to have success with the Guernseys, just don't give up. Then 
it, that that has stuck with me and that was a big thing especially coming from somebody like that who had a big impact in the red and white industry like he was from Delaware too and I was like if you know what if he can do it then I can do it too so that's stuck with me for a long time. Jack, you've been traveling quite a bit. What's the best piece of advice you've picked up in your travels? Someone told me once that everybody's trying to just get from point A to point B and everybody maybe gets there a little different, but you can you can learn something from absolutely everybody. And I think that holds holds very, very true. It's clear that you have assembled all of that good advice and experience that you've had to date and you've had successes. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about the highlights from your first decade together and the development of JLo Genetics. I think the biggest thing is getting engaged at Royal Dairy Expo. Not only did we meet there, but we got engaged in 2015. That was pretty neat. Jack had this whole thing planned out. I didn't even know about it. I I rode with the ring from Delaware to Wisconsin without even knowing. And we went to go look at the theme in the Coliseum that year. And I was like, okay. So we took a walk up there and he wanted to take me up and then down through the chairs. Um, but a security guard stopped us and Jack got very upset about that. So I was like, well, why don't we just go in where the cows go through? And he's like, okay. So we go down there and they just got done putting the shavings and they were watering the shavings down. And he started walking out there and I was like, what are you doing? He's like, come with me. I was like, no, we're going to get in trouble. And we walked out to the center of the ring and he got down on one knee and he asked if I knew how much he loved me. And I said, yes. And he asked me if I would marry him. And I said, yes. And then Tammy was there and Andrew Fritchie was there. They were both there taking pictures. That was the first of many. I would say the second one would be the first year that the cow Prairie View Pandora's box won at World Dairy Expo in 2021. She was a senior three-year-old and she won her class and then got pulled out and was honorable mention intermediate champion. So that was a big memorable moment. And I think again, last year when she won the five-year-old class was another big moment. And then being pulled out for honorable mention or for senior champion, that was big. Standing out there with the cows like Uno and Malt was a very memorable moment and something we've, we talked about all year last year. We said, if we get pulled out to stand with those cows it's going to be something we're going to remember for a lifetime and it was like she's been she's been a fun ride for us she's she's done a lot of dreams for us yep Congratulations, Logan and Jack, too. Unanimous All-American. That is pretty darn exciting to be your age and be able to make that claim already. And I'm so glad, Logan, that you talked about Jack's amazing proposal on the colored shavings. I was so afraid that I was going to throw out the questions. What is the most special moment on the colored shavings for you two? And I was afraid that that Jack was going to say that it was when Pandora's box won the five-year-old class. And I'd have to make him wait a minute. Wasn't there a big moment in 2015? (laughs) Oh, but anyway, those are um, amazing highlights. And I guess too, Jack, you know, being in the fitting business, tell us about maybe who are some of the, the best cows you've worked with? Obviously, you know, you enjoyed working with your own string, but what are some other highlights that you'd like to touch on from this first decade together? Yeah, I've been really fortunate, like I said, to help a lot of really cool people. And I, we had a help in Spud. We had a junior champion, Brown Swiss, in 2014, I think. Uh, yeah, 14, uh, Tracy. Yeah, Thunder Tracy. So getting the help with her was really cool. And then uh, actually, I've been really fortunate to work with uh, the 
K&H Endress Chili Pepper Heifer that's been junior champion there of the Shorthorn Show the last two years. Getting to, getting to send her to the ring is is an honor, and it's it's really cool. It's it's amazing the the opportunities that come, and especially at World Dairy Expo on the on the biggest stage. I wanted to ask the two of you, Delaware, Scotland. Now you you kind of made your home in Wisconsin. Is that correct, Jack? You're the one that relocated to Wisconsin first. So I guess I'm answering my own question, but I have to ask it. Logan, when did Wisconsin become home for you? September of 2016. So we got married of May of 2016. September of 2016, we moved out here. It was kind of we talked about it, and then it was more of a, for him to be home more often and see him more often, it was more centrally located. So after we got married, it was kind of, this is what we got to do. And I, I was like, let's go for it. I said we would try it. I yeah. said, if you're not happy in six months, we can definitely change something. But to to be a fitter and to have grown up in the Midwest, in Wisconsin, and your clientele and your work is is all in the all in the Midwest. No offense, but Delaware's Delaware's a long ways <laughs> Delaware's is. a long ways away from there. <laughs> it would uh it would have taken a lot to to try and to try and get home to see Logan more. And you were helping Spud a lot more then, so he was trucking with Spud a lot more. So his his client base was more here than it was East Coast, and now he's lucky enough that he does have Dale Indiana that he goes out and helps a lot too. Wisconsin feels more like home now. I don't think I would have said that probably before, but I do miss my family. My family's still out there. I think we only had one show in Delaware, and that was Delaware State Fair. And I think I missed that at times because it was when everybody got together and we all knew each other and we all grew up with each other and our parents grew up with our parents. So it was a big like family reunion, per se. It's kind of like Expo, but I miss that too. I miss the connections that everybody had there. But yeah, mostly my family. You left Scotland at age 11, but that's old enough to establish memories. What do you miss about Scotland and how often do you return back to Scotland? Uh, I definitely don't return back as much as I, as much as I should. I really gotta, I really gotta get back over there. I actually haven't been for, for quite a while now, but uh, missing, missing family is the biggest thing. The culture is, I mean, as far as dairy industry goes, it's probably not that much different. But yeah, the family's the family's obviously the biggest thing. I think all of us that that have a relationship with World Dairy Expo appreciate that. That if you're of the dairy business, it doesn't matter what part of the world you're doing your role in the dairy business. We all share that common bond with cows. So where we are on the planet doesn't matter so much as our love of of good cows and the the dairy business. You guys have already achieved a decade of a happy marriage. And I have to ask, what advice do you have? You've taken some good advice over the years, but what do you two have? What kind of advice would you give to people that are meeting and contemplating a marriage within this dairy business? Be patient. Be patient and listen to each other because, as he said, if I didn't understand the job that he was in, I don't think it would be as easy. It's not always the easiest, but because I understand it, it makes it a little... I know it makes it a little easier on him, and I understand that there's sometimes he can talk and there's sometimes he can't. And how about you? What advice do you have to give for a happy marriage? I would say you have to be honest and open, and mistakes are going to happen. Just learn from your mistakes. Try not to make them twice, but don't bottle up your feelings. you got to communicate. Communication is the biggest thing, especially when maybe when one of you is 
on the road a little more and you're not seeing each other every day. Well, my guess is you guys have a strong connection by phone by day's end every day to keep touching base. I know, Jack, you were just in Oklahoma, just have gotten home again. So communication. I have to ask, too, you've accomplished so much. When you set out on this journey, you have all been involved in, in, in exhibiting cattle and preparing cattle for show. Where do you house your animals? Uh, K&H Endress, uh, Kevin and Heidi, here right outside of Loganville. Um, they have Pandora's box, and then there's one other heifer out of her that live there. They do a great job, and we greatly appreciate everything they do. If it wasn't for them, the success with her would not be where it is today. I was curious, too. You two picked Loganville. Um, did you just throw a dart at the map, or did that happen to be the spot that was closest to Logan's place of work? Or I'm probably not the first person to bring this up, but coincidental, Logan, that it would be named after you? Jack? I, uh, <laughs> I always joke that I didn't want Logan to forget where she lived, so we moved to Loganville. <laughs> um, no, I actually, I'd, uh, I'd worked down here a fair bit, and knew some local people, and uh, one of them had a, a place available to rent that we ended up making home. So we ended up with with Logan here in Loganville. <laughs> so Loganville has been home now for eight years? Yes. Yeah. Well, congratulations again. Again, going back to having a unanimous All-American, a class winner at Madison, when you guys met and married, I'm sure that you talked about your hopes and dreams. What were those those first hopes and dreams you shared with each other? And how has that changed to the year 2024? What are your, your hopes and dreams going forward? I think our biggest hope and dream, and I think it's still the same today, is having a place of our own that we can raise calves and heifers and obviously with the success of Pandora's box and us flushing her and everything we'd like to make some more babies out of her and have some choices available but I know Jack's dream has changed a little bit him and Andrew have came up with some things the last few years that have actually been a success. So Andrew Hecky and I are doing some some more tie-in strings now just trying to transition into something that's a little more our own as far as at some of these some of the shows especially we're lucky enough to be an hour from madison and it's, it's close and it's available and it's local and especially with everybody coming from from all over the country for world dairy expo being able to supply everything locally and and get it there as opposed to having to bring it from from oregon or oklahoma or maine or pennsylvania is just an opportunity we're hoping we can capitalize on I love that you mentioned earlier in the podcast that you're working with Mark and Nikki Reith because I see a lot of parallels too in how the two of them met and married and built their business. We talked earlier about advice that people have given. How often do you talk with Mark and Nikki about how they got to where they are today? And funny that there was a Guernsey cow that factored into Mark's early success as well. It's it's just incredible the amount of success they've had. And I guess our relationships maybe a little more business you know i do a lot of the clipping there at the farm and then help them at a lot of shows but uh like if you're just if you're at the farm and you're sitting in that trophy room of theirs and you're just looking around like it's 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 amazing how how did you guys accomplish all this and they're they'll just say that they were they were fortunate enough to work with good animals and and uh, have good crews and create a lot of success through throughout hard work yeah, I mean, Jack has the more business relationship with them. I, being that I dayline a lot with them, it shows Mark and Nikki kind of talk a lot. And we 
have some stories that they've told and it's just amazing of how much they've accomplished and what they've done. Yeah, I think they'd uh, they'd attribute their success, I assume, to a little bit of luck and a lot of hard work and uh, having good people around them and taking advice from the right people and having having great people help them at the shows and and it's amazing what they've uh, what they've been able to accomplish. Well, and you've touched all breeds, kind of like they have too. Obviously, Guernseys have stolen your heart, Logan. Jack, are you also firmly in the Guernsey camp, or have you guys got your your eyes wide open for any breed that would present itself if she's a good one? Uh, I'm I'm not prejudiced to any breed. I if they're good, I I like them. I have to say that I do like that Guernsey of Logan's <laughs> in particular. And uh, obviously, I've gotten a lot more, a lot more involved in the Guernseys, and I've learned to appreciate uh, appreciate them a lot more since since being with Logan. I think there's uh, the breeds come a long way, and there's some truly incredible cows out there right now. We sure are looking forward to seeing both of you and and the entire world's dairy industry back in Madison, Wisconsin this fall. Our uh, show is going to be the golden age. And I got to say that you guys have gotten through the first 10 years. I would expect that you will be celebrating a golden anniversary somewhere down the road. And it'll be fun to see what you've accomplished in 50 years of marriage. But boy, that first 10 started out great. And we wish you both continued success. And thanks for being just the epitome of what can happen when the global dairy industry meets. So again, congrats to you on your your past successes and best wishes with what's to come. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. We hope to see you at World Dairy Expo. Yes. Thanks for joining us on this special Valentine's Day edition of The Dairy Show. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Dairy Show. We hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget to hit like and subscribe wherever you are listening to us today. And of course, don't forget to tell your friends about how much you are enjoying The Dairy Show. We would love to have them join us as well. And last but not least, if you have any comments for us, send us an email at wde at wdexpo.com. We would love to hear from you.